Hello and welcome to the Dr. Vincent Buscemi podcast, the survival guide for dentists. I had such an amazing interview yesterday with a dentist I've been trying to track down for months. He is a dentist, a national public speaker, a fitness enthusiast, an all-around awesome guy, Dr. Uchi, and I don't know how to properly pronounce his last name, so I'll let you hear in the interview from him. This guy is amazing. He's such an inspiration. He speaks all around the world on health and nutrition and fitness and mindset. And a year ago, two of my staff members, my assistants, saw him speaking. And they said, you need to reach out to this guy and have him on your podcast. And he's big time. He's very famous. I reached out to him and he immediately responded back and said, I would love to be in your podcast. And although it took a couple of reschedules to get him on, he actually recorded this podcast when he was on the road speaking himself. There was a breakout session where he was at and he took an hour out of this very busy day to record a podcast with me in the hallway of a Marriott during a conference he was speaking at. Dr. Uchi, I can't thank you enough. You're an inspiration. It's so funny. In the opening scene, Dr. Uchi talks about how people are always amazed at how healthy he is and how much energy he has at the age he is. And when I ask him what his age is, he responds with a very funny statement. So you guys are going to love this. Uchi, thank you again for doing this, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Do you feel stuck on the financial hamster wheel? You keep paying on your debts like mortgages, car notes, student and business loans, but they never seem to disappear. My name is Dr. Howard Polanski, former dentist, now founder of Cashflow Coach USA. I guide families and business owners through a simple system to dramatically reduce your payment towards debt. You keep your same lifestyle and keep more money each month. A recent client will pay off their house in just seven months instead of the anticipated 20 years. Free 10-minute discovery call will determine if I can help you too. Go to CashflowCoachUSA.com, scan the QR code, or call 512-608-1020 to find financial freedom faster. Are you tired of using ineffective cosmetics and personal care products filled with harmful chemicals? Meet Ancestral Cosmetics and our range of highly effective products rooted in ancestral wisdom and made with edible ingredients such as beef tallow, olive oil, and raw local honey. Check out our best-selling tallow and honey balm for soft and smooth skin or our revolutionary tooth powder made from eggshells for effective teeth cleaning and whitening without any toxic ingredients. Free US shipping for orders over $50 and you can shop now at ancestralcosmetics.com. Dr. Uchi, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. Love, love, uh, love sharing from the heart. This is my, this is my sweet spot, um, letting people know how to enjoy some of what I have. So, Yeah, so I got to ask, you're a dentist like me, but your passions go way beyond the teeth. What brought you upon the whole body health aspect? It, it's who I am. I've, I've never stopped. I think my mom first fed me cod liver oil when I was six and told me why. It makes me smarter. I said, I get this. So, you know, my mom and dad, my dad was into the more the sport and play. My mom was into nutrition and it made sense. All, all my two younger brothers and an older sister are all 
fit, but I'm really the one who went into healthcare. My sister's in politics and she's uh, runs a government agency up in Canada. My brother's a retired police officer. The other younger brother is a, a financial advisor, but I, I went to healthcare, but uh, we're, we all look healthy. You'd be surprised. People are shocked always and uh, you know, how old we are and, and, and what we've done. Yeah, I have to ask you, how old are you? Hey, hey, whenever people ask me that, I ask me, why don't you ask me how many, how many times a week I have sex? That's, 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 it's energy. It's all about energy. You know, people, yeah. people wear it on their sleeve. You know, it's funny how it's, um, I, I, we had a 19-year-old come into the office, a student who said he wanted to be a dentist. And I have a chin-up bar, one at home. I have, I have them everywhere. He's 19. So I just said, uh, hey, do you want to jump up and do some chins? He goes, why? He goes, I don't know. It just helps to relieve stress. He jumped up. He did seven. And I said, that's pretty good. In-shape guy, 19 years old, third year university. I jumped up and did 12. and stopped when I wanted to. The other dentist is all you know, birds of a feather. He also jumped up and did 10. He goes, that freaked him out. Like 19, you look at someone over 45, 50, you're thinking, you're older than my dad. Like you go, you're just, it messed with his mind. And that's what I like to do. It's like... I like to create a shift in people's perception. There's, there's no agreement that at 30, you expect this, at 40, you'd look like this, and at 50. So I like to create sh paradigm shifts. So age is like saying, how much money do you make? Uh, I don't know, like it's, it's, it, it, it's not an urgent question. It's how do you look like that when you're older than my dad? And how come you're not an athlete and you're, you're doing crowns? Like why are you as fit as an athlete at this age doing what you're doing? So. That's, that's where, that's where, the, that's where the, the question goes. Let's ask that. So you're younger than my dad, but um, as like an older brother, how do you look so good and how are you so healthy at the age you're at? Yeah, I call them the four pillars. So I breathe well through my nose. I, I sleep deep. I move regularly and I eat mindfully. Those are my four pillars. So breath, sleep, movement, and food. Those four pillars are strong. You look unstoppable. You have good hormonal health. You're, you're mentally lucid. You have energy at four o'clock. You can you can travel through time zones. Uh, you you can keep up with an eight year old. Uh, you, your mind is sharp like a teenager. Um, within breath, sleep, movement, and food. Most people make it too complicated, and that's where the, the people argue over orange glasses and uh, what's a biohack. Biohack. Just go to bed early. You know, st stop eating at 10 o'clock. You're not hungry. You're, we're more insulin resistant in the evening time. So if you want to pig out, the morning's time to do it. You know, ex food scientists have shown that the morning we're much more insulin sensitive. So if you're going to eat a bagel or some cream cheese or a sausage egg McMuffin, do it in the morning. Perfect time. Or if you want to get lean and trim, exercise, eat some, you know, organic chicken and uh, quinoa and uh, cherry tomatoes. Put some olive oil on it with some uh, balsamic vinegar and watch those muscle pop, you know, so. So when I follow you on Instagram, your diet is not as restrictive as I would think it would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people get annoyed. It's like, Ouch, how dare you, how dare you say you can drink milk? 65% um, of the world has a dairy intolerance. 35% can drink it. So, and again, I don't have an extra large Dairy Queen blizzard. If people think, oh, I don't drink milk. You can still put a little cream in your coffee. You can still have some Gouda cheese or some feta cheese or blue cheese or goat cheese. So people make it way too hard. Like anyone who's out of shape or is not enjoying energy at a high level, they've made that area difficult. They have a sleep coach. They have a special ring. They have three apps. They have a pillow app. They have a $15,000 mattress. 
I'm like, just don't have a half bottle of wine before bed and you'll sleep deep. You know, don't have the light on. If your spouse is reading, make sure you wear orange, she wears orange glasses or, or you, you put an eye mask on. There's little night lights that are orange, you know, so there's ways to help your body do what it's meant to do, which is rest, recover, grow, and have good hormonal health. So there's no fear of carbs. You mentioned that no, a no, lot in your... No, yeah, no fear of carbs. Um, the, your mitochondria, which is 10%, 10 of your body's mitochondria. These are the... And these basically entered the cytoplasm of this bag of stuff way before there were humans on the planet. They entered... They're uh, endosymbiotic. The mitochondria have bacterial origin. They make ATP. They run on glucose and oxygen. That's what they've been running on for half a billion years glucose and oxygen. They're inside us. They make ATP. They're the reason why you blink, they're the reason why you swallow 2,000 times a day, the reason why your heart beats 86,000 86, times a day. So they run on carbs, glucose. So um, you go low, low carb is good to lose weight for a, uh, an operation. That's what they're, these keto diets, these special diets were meant for people to lose weight quick for a surgery. So, so the surgeons have to cut through six inches of body fat to get to your appendix or to get through your, to fix a hernia. So carbs are your friend. I am not afraid of carbs. It, sedentary people who sit all day, who don't sleep well, shift workers um, need to be afraid of carbs or diabetics, well past, not uh, monitored or managed well. But otherwise, that's why kids can eat cotton candy. They're mitochondrial maniacs. All the mitochondria are functioning. Age 50, the average dentist or hygienist, uh, what happens is they've, their mitochondria are no longer working. They've epigenetically turned off. So they should be afraid of carbs because they're, they've lost like 30% of the mitochondria, which are taking in glucose and oxygen and spitting out ATP. So yeah, definitely. So in summary, I'm not afraid of carbs. It's, uh, it's a myth that they're bad. So you said at age 50, 30% of the mitochondria is turned off. If you're sedentary, if you, if you sit all day, if you, oh. if you do a lot of surgery, if you're doing three hours of surgery, if you're doing full mouth rehab, and you do everything sitting, then you sit at home watching Netflix at night, and then you sit on the phone, and you sit in restaurants, and you sit at the gate at the airport, and you sit on the four-hour flight to Miami. Yeah, your mitochondria is shut off, because it's like the muscle in a, when you have a cast on your leg, the muscle shrinks from lack of use. So there's no need to make ATP if you're sitting all day. The body goes, the body is very resourceful. It doesn't put any energy into mitochondria if you're sitting all day. So is exercise the best way to keep your mitochondria functioning well? Um, it's, it's, it's a more formal way. The other way is just active living. If you own a hobby farm, I, I, a couple of my friends have a ranch. They're very active in, on the weekends. They're, they're, they're cutting grass. They're, they're chopping wood. That's exercise. A very active living. So if you're physically active, you don't need to exercise. But if you have a sedentary job, which is you know, 80% of us, you need formal exercise. But the new trend, though, is, is not even doing it all at once because they've shown that a stockbroker who has a stressful job, nine hours a day sitting in the chair, you know, puts and calls and options, but works out with a trainer four days a week and has a flat stomach and a six-pack is not going to be as healthy as someone who walks all day or does exercise throughout the day. They've now shown that exercise bites is better for blood sugar management than exercising all at once. So, so sure, if you're going to play pickleball for an hour, that's good. But who does pickleball for an hour? You know, at that point, unless you own the office, you have three, you know, four associates. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so running down to Starbucks, running, to, using the stairs, um, getting outside at coffee time to get to some sun on your face, like Andrew Huberman says, the, the neuroscientist out of Berkeley. 
um, yeah, so a little bit of inconvenience. I'm getting outside during the coffee, walk down out to the parking lot. Park, I, I park my car far away from the door. So that walk, 1,200, 1200 steps every day. So are you incorporating active living plus an exercise yeah. regimen? Yeah, I do both. I do both. But my workouts are very short, though. People are shocked when they work out with me. It, they're not a Navy SEAL hell week. It's, but I've been working out for like over 40 years. So it's like, it's just who I am. My, my body, is just, it's, just, it's just like, it's like being right-handed. I, I, just, I just, I check into a hotel, where's the gym? Uh, I want my hotel room in the same floor as the gym. I, I, go, down the, I go to the gym and fill my, my water container up with the water from the gym. So I'm not paying $10 US for water. Um, I, 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 if, I, if I'm going carry on, I may not bring sneakers. I may work out in dress shoes. Uh, roll up a uh, shorts and a, and, a, and a tank top or a t-shirt so I can work out. I've worked out in dress pants and dress shoes just to make, to make it happen. So uh, sounds cool until you realize it, it works. It, it makes having a flat stomach and uh, a semi six pack over 50 pretty easy and predictable. How long are these workouts if they're so short? Nef nothing more than an hour. I haven't worked out more than an hour probably for 10 years. Okay. But my resting heart rate is probably 57. Uh, i got a flat stomach. You can see, some, don't, not a whole six pack. You can see some squares. Um, I can do 20 pull-ups at one time, which puts me in the top 1% of men in, in America. As a dentist. And you know, it's funny because dentists aren't known for <laughs> Dentists aren't known for being strong. You, know, you had two kids talking. Hey, my dad's a plumber. He can kick your dad's butt. Well, my dad's a periodontist. No one, no one shivers when they hear dad's a periodontist. So, but I'm a strong dude. I can do 20 pull-ups. Most, most dentists by age 50 are hunched over and oh, they look sure. awful. For sure. They, they can't even put their hands straight up. So yeah. you say put your hand up. This is as far as they go. They can't eat. Their fascia doesn't allow them to put their hands straight up. So they're dying slowly slow fascia death. It's like saran wrap, closed off. Shallow breathing uh, shortens your life. Shallow breathing, mouth breathing shortens your life. Makes you stupid. Uh, accelerates aging. Uh, hormone imbalance. Were you ever plagued by any injuries as a dentist? Because you're doing full mouth restorations. You're doing what we're doing in the trenches. Yeah. Um, I've had a, my appendix out 10 years ago. Uh, went to the hospital. I, you rehab better. Anyone in shape, if you're in a car accident, you rehab better because your muscles are known, like they, they pull and stop. Like, you know, when they say you're in a car accident, don't tense up. But when you're fit, the muscles contract and eccentrically and concentrically and lengthen and shorten all the time. So in a car accident, you don't have as much damage. Stuff doesn't tear as bad. Uh, I even had a hernia uh, six weeks ago. And you read about it, hernias are more genetic than lifestyle. Because you think about it, if 42% of North Americans are obese, so 42% of adults in North America are obese, a BMI over 30. They should all have, they should all have hernias. But it's, it's genetic plus a stimulating incident. But um, again, I got out of the hospital a day later. Uh, was out, actually out dancing the night I got out of the hospital. Not, wasn't doing the Macarena, but I was, I was out there and uh, rehabbed well. You know, I was doing lymphatic drainage. I was doing uh, beat and energy shots. Uh, a a full-on arsenal of uh, food medicine like you know hippocrates the first medicine the first doctor they let food be your medicine and medicine be your food full-on anti-inflammatory because usually after surgery the body always overcorrects that's why you get swelling and loss of use the body overcorrects you know you know with the government if something happens you overcorrect as a parent <laughs> you, you drop the dish they overcorrect so the body also overcorrects as a theme 
So having an anti-inflammatory diet quietens down your nervous system so you make smarter decisions. Um, less chance of autoimmune disease where you have friendly fire, where the body's destroying the myelin sheath or destroying synovial lining or destroying the lens of the eye. You know, so a, a, a well-rested, in-shape body, less likely to have autoimmune disease, which 50 million Americans suffer from, 50 million. And 80% of women, 80% of people who suffer from autoimmune disease are women. So uh, you think about it, half of people graduating from dental school now are women, autoimmune disease. And what the gastroenterologists are saying is um, proceed, what, what precedes autoimmune disease is often GI issues or gut membrane permeability. So bacterial imbalance, more pathogenic flora than good flora. So, um, and again, why is this relevant to being a dentist? Because uh, the health provider that does the most to have a healthy gut flora is we are in charge of the, the mouth. So the best way to have a healthy microbiome is to change the way you eat. Who's in charge of the eating apparatus? Assistants, dentists, hygienists, specialists, front office, we're in charge of the biome. And the, the National Institute of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, is saying what they found out in the last 10 years about the human microbiome is shaking the foundation of science, and sorry, shaking the foundation of medicine and shaking the foundation of nutrition because technically if you eat a complete food with lots of variety, your body is putting out fires, making serotonin, making dopamine, healing, repairing, growing, digesting, absorbing nutrients. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing when the body is fed right and rested right and moved right and we do nasal breathing. So do you have concerns with these really restrictive diets causing harm to the microbiome based off you're saying you need a diverse diet to increase it? Yeah, I, I'm concerned for sure, but I don't, I don't pick it at the White House. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel bad for people. I, I see the, the level of uh, dysbiosis and lack of energy. Your report card for how well you eat is, is you look in the mirror, your, your skin. You know, how does your skin look? That's your report card. Um, are you having a, a bowel movement once or twice a day? Do you have an easy time going to sleep? Do, do you have bloating, indigestion? Do, do you have a chronic injury? Chronic injury means your, your body's not able to heal. Something's going on. You know, considering you know, 70% of the immune system is in the GI tract. So 70% of your and my immune system is in the GI tract from mouth to butt. So if you're not healing well, your immune system's messed up. There's something going on in the GI tract. So what are you eating? Uh, what's, what's not quite right? What are some good foods to help boost your GI immunity? Oh, vegetables. Um, you, you, I, have, I have a few naturopathic doctors and osteopathic doctors as patients up in Toronto. And I, I'm always saying, is that if, if, what, what could every Canadian do immediately to experience good health? Eat more vegetables. Eat more vegetables is, uh, it's, we've got to think about, you know, we're more cavemen and cavewomen than we know. You know, there's a book called Sapiens. I'm not sure, have you read Sapiens by, I think, David Harari? I have not. Uh, a really good book. It's saying that you're in my physiology is more like a caveman and cavewoman than a 2023 dentist in America. We have uh, amygdala, which is the primitive part of the brain. Uh, the body makes testosterone and growth hormone. So anytime you're not moving well and eating like a caveman. Um, back 100,000 years ago, half a million years ago, you and I would have eaten 100 grams of fiber every day. 100 grams worth of vegetables and weeds every day. Average adult now eats 12 grams. So basically, we're starving our bacteria of, of plant life, which if they need 20, 25 to 35 grams a day, most people can't experience good health because the bacteria is starving. Cravings. If you're not, eating, if you're not feeding the body good fiber, 
25 grams to 35 grams a day, you will be, have, always have cravings. Always be like, mm, feeling, I feel kind of, you eat an avocado, try and eat a, a big steak after you eat an avocado. It's not possible because the body goes, hey, I'm fine. You gave me 10 grams of uh, fiber. Add that to the 12 grams you usually eat. Now you're about 25. No cravings. The body can douse the flames of inflammation, you know. But you need good teeth. You need all quadrants restored. You need good saliva. You need a good functioning, you know, TMJ joint to do that. So I'm looking at the TMJ, looking at lateral excursions, looking at edentulous areas, looking at dry mouth to figure out, can these people eat, digest, and absorb nutrients? And if, if they're missing an arch, dry mouth, I'm thinking accelerated aging. Accelerated aging is going on, ma'am. Well, I, I can't afford an implant. You can't afford not to. You can't afford not to. What are some of your favorite foods that are high in fiber? Um, vegetables of all kinds, black beans, um, any beans, garbanzo beans, lentils, apple, four grams. E apple's an easy one, you know. But medicine, med medical doctors have that right. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Two is eight, eight grams. Apples are so cheap. A pound for $2, a pound for buck fifty. Two apples a day is eight grams. A cup, a cup of coffee is three grams. You have two cups of coffee, it's at six grams. Plus the two apples, that's 14 grams. You throw an avocado in, now you're at 24. You, life-changing, 30 days life-changing, eating more fiber. Skin smooth, energy, lucidity, uh, mental clarity, uh, no brain fog, um, hormonal health. It's almost unfair. <laughs> but you know, who's doing, you know who's doing it right, though? Athletes, LeBron James, Roger Federer, Michael Phelps, Serena Williams, Usain Bolt. They're doing all the right things. You, you tell Usain Bolt an avocado day is good, Goes how many can I eat? How many do I eat? You you tell a periodontist from Des Moines, Iowa. I don't like the way they feel on my teeth. Think like an athlete. Do what it takes for crying out loud. Don't tell me about your feelings. Just get the grams of fiber in. You know, too smart. A lot of us dentists are too smart for our own good. Overthinking, overanalyzing. Uh, can you tell me the reference for that? It's funny. I, I'll ask a dentist sometimes. They'll ask me for the reference for something I say, and I'll say, tell me the reference. Tell me one journal article that supports anything you do. They go, what do you mean? Well, why do you, why, why do, you do more zirconia crowns now? Why? Because they look good and patients like them. Any science behind it? Uh, no. Dentists don't, many dentists don't, don't know one journal article to support what they do. So, so don't ask me to reference why I said being dehydrated makes, gives you brain fog or how sleeping eight hours is justified to make you think clearly. I know those articles. They're peppered throughout my PowerPoint, you know? So I, it's based in science. It's evidence-based stuff. I'm, I'm not channeling this information. I don't have uh, amethyst crystals beside my chair in my operatory. You know, it's, it's books, it's science, it's neuro neuroscience, it's exercise science. Uh, there's no wishful thinking here. I heard you on the podcast with the hygienist and her sister who's a foot surgeon. And oh, okay. Amazing okay. podcast. But you really got into your mindset which I thought was so appealing. Have you always been this optimistic? My mom was amazing. Irish lady, uh, you know, passed away at 92. Always half glass half full. Uh, a good reframer. Oh, reframing is, is like a good coach does. But I had a mom who was a good reframer. There'll be better days. Today's another day, she would say. Today's another day. Today's another day. It's, it's, all, it's all meant to be that way. Leave it in the hands of God, she would say. Leave it in God's hands. I remember one time we were moving from England to Canada and we were, so my dad came a year ahead of time. So she was with four kids, you know, four, five, seven, and eight. 
And uh, she goes, man, she goes, other moms are saying, I don't know how you're doing this alone. Aren't you scared? The kid's going to fall over. She goes, you know what? Sometimes you have to let go, let God. I put it in the hands of God. And powerful, powerful statement of how to lower anxiety and lower obsessive thoughts. And uh, uh, of course, you know, fed us, you know, good safety rules, but left in the hands of God. Powerful, you know, God's plan. You know, as dentists, we always write out, I want three offices by, you know, January 2025. I want, I want a top-notch hygienist. I want to do saliva testing. Well, when you tell God your plans, God goes, wow, I was going to give you 10 times that. So we're very, we're very limiting. You know, you're telling destiny what you want. You can have an idea that you want a powerful office and you can articulate it. But you, you, you're firm in what you want. You often act, you ask for a lot less than what nature was going to give you. So... I, I, I like what Joe Dispenza says. Joe Dispenza is a chiropractor. He wrote a book called uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. He said, your thoughts send a message out. Your feelings are the magnet that brings it back in. So you might want the Lambo, but if you don't feel worthy, you'll get the Ford Taurus. <laughs> if, you, if you want an exotic car, guess what? If you feel deserving of an Aston Martin, all of a sudden there's a deal and you get one. Um, you got to feel deserving of a good team. you got to feel deserving of good health. You can't think my dad never earned over 80 grand, so I'm kind of stuck at 79. Well, you got to get rid of that childhood trauma. You got to work through, you got to reframe. Your dad would be proud of you. What dad doesn't want their kid to pass them and times his income by 10? But a lot of sons have a hard time doing better than their dad. How many patients do I hear? You know, um, yeah, my parent, my, my dad passed away at the year, how old I am now? So they're 64, and they'll say, wow, my dad died at 63. Now they're, they're, they're sabotaging their life because they think, this is weird, I'm older than my, my dad was dead by this age. Why would you keep saying that? You know, you know I, I believe that Shakespeare said, you know, the pen is mightier than the sword. The word is mightier than the sword. You know, that, that conjuring, uh, C-O-N-J-U-R-I-N-G, that it, you're inculcating, you're attracting whatever you talk about. So that's why you need to have good friends, good associates, uh, good, good people you spend time with. I have a lot of friends in other cities, like, you know, Toronto often... I'm very insular. I spend time with my kids on the weekend. I work out. I, I eat. I, I'm in the office three days a week. But good, a lot of good friends are on the road in Seattle, Miami, South Beach, Delray, Florida. Um, hang out, chill, have a vodka martini at the hotel lobby bar. Not 10. <laughs> I'll have one or two. But uh, yeah, there's good friends, positive friends, happy people, supporting each other's desire. Uh, nothing like it. Nothing like it. So what are some examples of this reframing? So I imagine that traveling, which you travel a lot, can get stressful. Yes. So I have a mantra called travel loves me. I love travel. I love travel. Travel loves me. I don't discuss delayed flights on Facebook. I don't complain about bump getting bumped. The more you talk about something's not going well, the more it comes to you. So if you and I were stuck in an elevator and it was hot, the thing that wouldn't make us feel better is talking about how hot it is and how stuck we are. So I will not or limit my talking about things I don't like. I, I don't try and convince strangers in Kansas that my political view is the best way. That's an hour that my son Theo would rather have me play Minecraft with him. So um, reframing is, uh, I remember hearing uh, Conor McGregor on uh, his Netflix documentary, uh, McGregor Forever. He said he read the book The Secret, which I've read twice. I've seen the movie, the documentary. But in 2013, when he was on welfare, at five foot eight, 120 pounds, like this pasty looking tiny little guy, said, I'm gonna be a world champion boxer. His friend said, what? 
you're on well, you know, you're on welfare. His, his daughter, his wife, girlfriend was supporting him. He was uh, being an apprentice plumber. And he, he read the secret. His, I think his sister gave it to him. And it said, speak out loud what you want in your heart, which most, most men are terrified to share what's in their heart. You know, I think Dr. Oz talked about the fact that a, a man's life is often shortened if he doesn't have male friends that he can share feelings with. So most men were like gladiators, you know, like Dwayne the Rock, Rock Johnson's, isolated, not talking about our issues. But we also don't share our desires. So the secret talks about when you share what you want out loud with your mouth, um, people listen, opportunities come up. So during a, a course, I'll say, I love speaking. Most people think, Uchi, is there a chance you can come to Seattle and speak to this group for a day? They're asking me if it's going to be a bother. So I, I say, I love doing this. I like lighting the fire of total health in my audience. I want to create a shift in perception. Four people come up, uh, here's my card. Could you come to Portland next October? Uh, could you speak at, uh, in, at the ADA SmileCon this October? It, it, things come up when, when you speak them out loud. Share. Don't be afraid to share from the heart. It's, it's powerful. It's, a, it's got powerful manifesting ability. You tell patients, I don't know why, why dentists are so afraid to say what we like doing. So if you do a five surface composite or you do, you know, eye tooth to eye tooth, six composites, patient didn't want to do veneers, didn't want to do direct veneers. Uh, uh, so you do six composites. You know, two hours later, you bill, you know, 3,200 or whatever it is for six veneers, six direct bonded veneers, and you're proud of them and the patient pays. You don't tell a soul, tell patients, I love doing this kind of work. I love doing non-invasive work. I love doing this kind of work. The patient goes, you know what? My sister needs this. Do you want to? And my, I have a best friend that wants to do this. Now you have two referrals. So we, we're afraid to say what we love. I love my city. I love doing this kind of work. I like my office. My assistant, you did a great job today. And you returned the favor. Doc, it was fun working with you today. I said, yeah, we talked about, we talked about Nutrition, we talked about uh, uh, complete comprehensive care. We talked about the mouth-body connection. This patient divulged uh, that she had this issue and she felt better about it in our appointment. What a good appointment, you know? And then you end up billing because of it. You know, the productivity is there because everyone gets their needs met. You know, assistant was part of the team. Patient had a different kind of experience. And I, and I get more fulfillment than just popping out four crowns. Four crowns. Like... Um, it, there's a reason why Elon Musk and Tom Cruise and Jeff Bezos are still working because they, they don't do it for the money. So I think a lot of dentists monetize every procedure. Important to study your numbers, but if, that's, if you're a slave to the numbers, uh, there's no fulfillment there. Other things, the human story, uh, the drama of per, uh, shifting perception, uh, making a difference, raising self-esteem. Have you ever been afraid to speak what you truly want. Cause right when I talk to you, you're like, you're so confident you get out there and you tell people, was there ever a point when you were a younger dentist and afraid? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. You grow into this. It's, it's a verbal muscle. It's an emotional muscle. You know, you can have sad things happen and you feel closed and you breathe shallow, but sure. There's times when you can't speak up, but the majority of the time though, I will, sh I will share what's on my mind. Um, but again, if you've got a group of people who are all afraid to speak, I kind of shrink back and just listen. I'm not always the guy talking. I'll shrink back and listen. Find a group of people that are very negative or harboring some resentment. I'm a fly in the wall, collecting stories for a future lecture, uh, just chilling, just hanging out. Uch, what do you think? I'm good to go. You know, I, I'm quiet. You know, who wants to argue for an hour and a half about, I don't know, whatever it is people like to argue about? Like, I don't need the cortisol increase that bad. I don't want to beat up my collagen. You know, I don't want fatty liver. You know, so. 
But that's such a mature perspective because how many people just want to get out there, express their opinion and get out? You're more worried about understanding people than people understanding you, which is a rare quality to have. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Vince. I think part of that is, you think Jordan Peterson, you heard of Jordan Peterson? He's a Absolutely, PhD. Yeah. He's, uh, talks about uh, there's so much interest. You talk to even a homeless person for 20 minutes, you'll understand a depth of living that you've never heard before. You talk to someone who's grieving a spouse. You talk to someone who's opened up his or her 10th office. Wow, the level of excitement that must feel. Um, I enjoy the human condition. I enjoy listening. I, I have patients who are Holocaust survivors. I have patients who are getting married for the fourth time. I talk to a, a person squeezing soap together so they because they can't afford to get body wash. I, uh, it, it's interesting. I, I, I'm very interested in people. I am one. And, and I think Deepak Chopra talks a lot about... Um, you see in others what you see in yourself. So I, I see the drama of the human condition. I, I enjoy us. What, what else is there? Like, you, you ever hear even like Bill Dorfman, if you asked him what was the most exciting thing in your dentist life, you know, he's in his 60s. He sold Discus Dental for a massive profit, over $100 million. He'll talk about the stories, the relationships. So let's start talking about those early than on your deathbed. You know, let's, it's, I want to be a wise young man, not a wise old man. So you said you see in others what you see in yourself. What are you seeing in others? In you, I see a guy that's interested. I see a guy that's ambitious. I see a guy that's going beyond the operatory. I see a guy that explores people, that enjoys conversations. I see someone curious. So what I've just described in you is it's me. You know? That's why when you're a good place, you're complimentary. And when you have a flat tire, everyone's an enemy. So um, and there's a quote that says, uh, in, a, in a crowd... All the pickpocket sees is pockets. So if you're a negative Nelly, all you see is sad stories to complain about. If you're a happy reframer that likes to take people on a journey with you and, and help the greater good, all you see is opportunity. And then opportunity sees you. Right? Opportunity sees you. Have you read Peter Atiyah's book, Outlive? Yeah, I, I, I just, I mean, I just, uh, I, I, it was an e oh, not ebook. I downloaded it maybe a month ago. I read it in June. I listened to it in June. Very good. Okay, he talks about how reframing is the greatest superpower humans have. Yes, looking at things differently, looking at things differently. So, um, so often I, I do it less, almost hardly ever often now. But when you're you're heading home, and you think uh, you're going to park your car, and you think, "Ooh, I'm close to E. I'm on E, or close to E. Maybe I'll, I'll do it in the morning." I know now that's <laughs> never a good idea. <laughs> Because you never give yourself enough time to go to the gas tank. You're putting four bucks in, you know. So, um, yeah, so I, when I don't do it, I'm thinking, wow, I still have lessons to learn. I leave the house in the morning. I have 18 miles left in my tank, and I'm late. Wow, there's lessons I still need to learn. I'm alive for another day to, to, listen, to hear that lesson. I've never gotten gas in the morning after I said I have good gas in the morning. <laughs> I... I, I probably still do it every couple of months. I do it a lot less now. Even if it's late, I'm going to get gas. I'll fill that tank. But people do it. Um, or or uh, engaging with someone that's not good for them to talk to. Uh, um, talking about politics in an operatory. I remember Joel Olstein was on The Tonight Show one time, and Jay Leno asked Joel Olstein. Joel Olstein has the biggest worship, house of worship in, in America. It's 20,000 people. He's, he, he does two, two or three hours of worship, I think on Saturday night and two on Sunday morning. And Joel, Jay Leno said, uh, there was some kind of election coming up. And he said, Joel, who do you want to win the election? He goes, Jay, 
Che. I have both people belonging to both parties in my congregation. I, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm a man of the cloth. I'm a, I worship. Because why would I want to alienate half of my people talking about which side I want? He goes, it's not my choice to say. It's totally profound. And then you see people own a business. I'm all for Republican. I'm all for Democrat. And I own this tire store. Ooh, you've, now you've alienated half your customers. It's a stupid business move if you alienate uh, half the population. Half, half. Half on Facebook. You see dentists talking about who they vote for, stupid this, ignorant that. Hey, your, your specialty is the mouth, rehab, rehabbing the mouth. Half your patients are going to vote the other way, especially when you make them feel stupid. You'd have to be asinine to vote for that guy. Interesting. I was going to say yes to your crown. I'm going to go see my, my son who just became a dentist. I was loyal to you until you give me a reason to change. So um, not a good idea. So you know, they've always said, you know, stay away from these topics at the dinner table. You know, uh, uh, nutrition, because <laughs> people argue. <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone thinks they eat healthy. You know, you know, people you know, do arm wrestling about uh, trans fats. So politics, religion, uh, sex, and nutrition. Uh, talk about subjects that empower you. And I think that's what uh, the, uh, the Mediterranean diet is about. You know, talk about topics that empower your kids and your significant other. What good happened today? Uh, what are you most proud of happened? What was the highlight of your day? That, that encourages good digestion, less reflux, less need for PPIs, uh, less need for half a bottle of Jägermeister two hours later <laughs> to take the edge off your angry day. You know? so. so what are some of these positive empowering topics you are bringing up to your kids? Um, what are you proud of? Uh, uh, why, do you, why, why do you like someone? Uh, share with me why, why he's your best friend. How does he make you feel? Um, uh, How did you do on Roblox? Uh, what's up this week in school? Um, what are you proud of? You ask anyone what they're proud of. Right away it changes their state. You know, a dent patient who's scared holding their bag over their, you know, uh, stomach is, is it for protection. I'm thinking, so you're a stockbroker, hey? What's the difference between a put and a call? All of a sudden, hey. All of a sudden, their hands relax, face relaxes. They talk about puts and calls. Do you know, tell me about crypto. Now the patient's chilling. I'm going to put my cell over there, and now they relax. Now I can probably do my block easier than having them hold a bag right under their chin because they're holding it. The body language is, I need to protect myself from you. So talking about anything that makes someone happy lowers muscular tension, breathe more through their nose, they can stay open longer, relaxes the muscles. So talking about what makes someone happy. What do you like most about your job? Right away, person. You, you see the tension lower. So. so I think I know the answer, but what makes you happy? Uh, so many things. Uh, doing a good job today, chatting with you, uh, talking to a like-minded spirit, uh, Eating healthy, I, I there was some hummus at the, at the breakout session. I'm not going to have too many of the crackers; it's probably more processed. But I, hummus is good for my biome. I drank lots of water today. Um, spent eight minutes in the sun; it was very good for my super chiasmatic nucleus to help my light dark cycle. Um, having a good conversation with a colleague. Um, looking forward to seeing the kids this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday. Um, I had a good conference. I spoke for an hour. It was called Calm Mind, Fit Body, Inspired Practice. Uh, to a couple hundred people. Went well. Got some good, sincere, uh, enthusiastic responses. Um, a good flight. 
nice composite, polishing a composite. You're thinking, wow, this is an on Take a picture of my cell phone sometimes, my intro camera. That makes me happy. The assistant goes, oh, he always does that when he loves his, loves his fillings. And the patient now will never see it. They'll never see their upper first molar. But they know that I was proud enough to take a picture and store it in their chart. And then I show them after, like the, the nuances, the cusp and the, the flow and how it increases the ability to digest and absorb nutrients, to have, not have a flat, a, flat, a flat occlusal area. I've put pits and points in it. Um, that makes me happy. A lot of things make me happy. A good, good cup of green tea with some lemon in it makes me happy. A uh, good data plan. I, I, I find joy in, in a quiet spot to do a podcast. Uh, many things. I, I, you find things. My, my mom would find things to be happy about. Simple things. And that's rare, yeah. too, that you're, you're, obviously, you're very successful. You run a dental practice. You're a professional speaker. And yet you still find joy in the very simple things which is a very impressive trait to have. Yeah, I think looking at what's not perfect, you're always going to find not perfect. Uh, biting into an apple and it pops. Uh, a vodka martini made well. Uh, an open spot at, at the lobby bar. <sighs> I, I, I try and celebrate often. I, I don't wait for the opening up the 10th office or my, my 10th crown today. You know, um, that patient anesthetized well. Ooh, the smooth, I love that interproximal. Ooh, I like the snap of that floss. Snapping a floss makes, gives me dopamine. <laughs> you know? Pop, pop, pop. Oh. You celebrate often. You get used to that celebration. Helps control cortisol. Uh, makes life worth living. You know, everything else is a bonus at that point. It sounds like you're constantly practicing gratitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's actually a psychologist named Dr. Sonia Laborsky at the University of California. And she said, the feelings of gratitude are incompatible with resentment, greed, jealousy, and anger. So if you think, oh, the sun feels so good on my skin, it's hard. you can't feel two opposing emotions at the same time. You can't feel gratitude and angry. You can't feel content and irritated. They, your brain can only feel one emotion at a time. So by focusing on what's going well or thinking of how could, how could I be, okay, the plane's delayed 20 minutes. Now I have time to review my PowerPoint. Now I have time to go to the bathroom again. Oh, that's lucky. I had to make a phone call. You, you, you create ways to, to feel, wow, perfect timing. Perfect timing. Stop beside the right person on the plane. You know, so that's, that's it's mom and dad, you know, uh, some good source relationships. Um, and I love what Wayne Dyer says. You know, people talk about traumatic childhood, and sure, there's trauma and there's, there's challenges. But Wayne Dyer said it's never too late to have a happy childhood, because when you share the story of your past, um, what was best about it? What was the one thing that your dad taught you or your mom taught you? What was the best day? Talk about your best day more often. There must have been best day. And every time you, you know, Tony Robbins talks about that. When you, when you talk about your best day, you relive the day, and you relive the hormones and. Uh, neurotransmitters of that day one more time and then you you make those that, that those synapses stronger so it's never too late to have a happy childhood keep telling the good stories I remember when I came from Canada from England to Canada because Pierre Trudeau was going around the Commonwealth talking about how great Canada was and my dad was a construction worker in London and he heard him speak during the lunch hour and said to his family he did a good sales pitch on, on my mom saying let's go to Canada you got to get these kids to university and I've, I've told that story, I tell that story once a week, and I edify him 
does your does every dad have flaws? For sure. But I, I replay the good stuff over and over and over again. Are you teaching your kids as well to replay their best days? Mm, by example, I think Albert Schweitzer said the best teachers by example. So by me not belly aching, uh, my wife and I are no longer together. I, so I, I don't belly ache about the, my wife. We, we split amicably. So I, I talk good things. Um, Show what I'm doing now. I, I tell fun stories. I never tell them a sad sack story about the dental day. They will never become a dentist if you keep telling your sad sack stories. Um, about four or five times now, I've taken my oldest with me to lectures in uh, Washington, D.C. and Hawaii and California. She goes, Dad, I can't believe you get paid to tell stories. And I know most of your stories. I go, I know, I know, I know. And she goes, work, work is fun for you, hey? When they see work can be fun, they're more likely to choose the career they want rather than one they tolerate. Because uh, you look at the stats now, I think I've read that, uh, this is Kathy Jamison, she's a PhD out of Oklahoma, a dental consultant. She said that 70% of the workforce is disengaged. Like, they're because of the money and have signed out um, cognitively. So how good of a practice can you have if 7 out of 10 of your team are disengaged? That is the best gift you could give your kids, give them the confidence to choose a career they actually want to go into and not a career they tolerate. Yeah, I think so. Doing what you love, that's a cliche, you never work again, but uh, there's something about uh, loving what you do or finding reasons to love what you do or choosing what you want to do ahead of time, studying what you're good at, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's a gift to be able to let, let, let them choose. They'll, they'll choose dentistry if I make it look fun. They won't choose it or they'll go towards it, but they'll hate it, you know? They're talking about much they hate the rubber dam and I hate saliva, you know, like, I don't talk about how bad saliva is or trying to get someone numb. I, fun stories. You know who I talked to today? You know what I learned today? So it, it sounds uh, kind of nerdy, but it works. Role modeling, all they know is what you do. All they know is that dad comes home, he has two scotches, he's out in the garage making birdhouses, he comes in at 10, he kicks the dog and he goes to bed. Uh, whatever that guy does, I'm not doing it, <laughs> you know? So uh, I, I, my, one of my brother's friends owns like 20 pizza restaurants up in Canada, up in, uh, in the prairies. And uh, he said none of his kids want to take over this business. Like he's worth millions. Not, because you know why? He never spent time with them and he stinks like sauce all the time. So, 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 so shower before you come home, use some blue Chanel cologne and uh, take a day off, delegate. What are you, what are you doing? You own 20 restaurants? You, you can't, someone else can't? choose the design for the logo next like you know so yeah dentists need to less less mic micromanaging will make us a lot more attractive i couldn't agree more you're an inspiration this has been amazing so we're coming up on the end and i always ask a couple of questions before we finish sure what is one takeaway you'd want the audience to have from this one hour conversation um we're all different at different places in our careers and lives i think I would say whatever resonates with the viewer or listener is what they should work on. Because some, some people will go over their heads about the, about the gratitude thing and they'll think, oh, that sounds corny. But something will have resonated with someone watching. And if it resonated or, or one of your you know, 42 trillion cells vibrated, that's what you need to work on. So I can't really tell them what they should do because we're all different places. But if, if, if you think about something twice, that's something you should take action on. And that, taking action is the ultimate learning. Or if I've shared something new, teach your spouse or your son or your assistant or your hygienist or your partner something you've just learned 
And they say when you teach something, it, it becomes anchored deep into your synapses. And it becomes a part of your DNA, your neuronal uh, DNA. So um, that's how people to take away. Teach someone something that made something it meant, that meant something to you. And also, I want people to stay in touch. I, I, you know, we talked for almost an hour, but it's uh, like Oprah after the show. You know, stay in touch on Instagram. You know, direct message me, challenge me, ask me for a book, ask me where I'm going to be next. Like this, it's the conversation after where you you really get entrenched in the learning. So, where are you now, and where are you going to be next? Uh, I'm going to be uh, at the CDA North. It, I think it's the last. It's supposed to be the CDA. This could be the last northern meeting. It's usually it's in San Francisco, so it's going to be in San Jose. Uh, I'm going to like like six programs over two days. They're working me hard. Um, going to do a retreat. I'm going to do a retreat, like a, a smaller retreat for about 50 people. It's going to be food, nutrition, training, uh, meditation. It's, it's going to happen at a hotel in Toronto next next spring. I um, love speaking more in Canada. I love my hometown. It's uh, people always say, Doctor Deachi, you're never in your own city. I said, well, I'll be in Saskatchewan at the end of September. Have you ever been to Saskatchewan? Saskatchewan? I have not. I have not. Uh, four programs over Saturdays and Sunday. I've never been to, done a program at a conference on a Sunday. But for some reason, this province has made it enticing for their dental pros to, uh, to, to, to attend a program. So I'm going to do three Saturday and one Sunday morning. And then I'm out of there. That's Saskatchewan. I'll be in, no in November, I'll be in Vancouver. Ever been to Vancouver, Vincent? I haven't. I've only been to Windsor. I, I know I'm pathetic when it comes to Canada. <laughs> Vancouver is incredible. Vancouver is like the Paris of the North. It's it's a it's a beautiful city. It's on the coast. It's got mountains. It's got beaches. It's got a huge island. Great seafood. Good vibe. Safe city. Uh, Vancouver is amazing. And and if Americans come, to, it's, you're paying Canadian dollar. A lot of Americans don't know that the Canadian dollar is thirty percent weaker than your dollar. So if anything is $100 in Canada, you're actually paying $68. So you're shocked at your visa bill when you come back to uh, your home city after you've been to Canada. So, but so Vancouver, I'll be speaking, uh, doing a program for a, a periodontal study club uh, November 17th, I think, on a Friday. So six hours of, of total body health, total patient health, highly relevant to the, in this post-pandemic world. Highly that's relevant. Ama that's amazing. And then on Instagram, your handle is Fit Speakers. Correct? Yeah, fit speakers. You can just if they search Uchi Fitness or Uchi Odiatu, they'll see me. They'll see my smiling face. Okay. Just had some Invisalign on myself. Looks but, great. Uh, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, thanks, thanks, man. That lower arch. Oh man. Look at that. Nice. Per uh, perfect. Lots of nope. my tongue. I know, I know. It's I, I, I show everyone. People know what you're doing. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I'm in retention, damn it. You know. But um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying this life. What's the other option? <laughs> what's what's the other option? Yeah, I totally agree. You're an inspiration. I'm so glad we were able to do this today. I can't thank you enough for your time, and I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, my pleasure. Hey, we'll do it again. I, I, I like sharing. Let's keep, let's keep this, let's keep this uh, dog and pony show going. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. For sure. Bye-bye.